Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into the Daily Score. I am indeed Mark Grody. Thank you for being with us as always here on the Daily Score. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls today because the trade deadline has come and gone and it's very easy to come up with the headline the Chicago Bulls do nothing nothing happened for the Chicago Bulls at the trade deadline which honestly doesn't surprise me but it still astonishes me that they they did nothing and because we've seen this the two previous years as well where they did absolutely nothing because of the comfort that they seem to have with the team that is in place right now. And to talk more about this is a guy who covers the Bulls every single day. Cody Westerland does that for 670thescore.com. He is also the chief editor of 670thescore.com sports as well. Cody, thank you for being with us here. I appreciate you being on the Daily Score. Did Did I get that right? Is it is it more just astonishing than surprising, or were you surprised that the Bulls did nothing at the trade deadline? I, I think it'd be a stretch to say we're surprised because we didn't expect big fireworks. I am surprised that there were zero moves, Grody, because I thought that the Bulls could pivot a little bit toward their future in the sense that A lot of people want to say you got to be competing for a title at the highest level or rebuilding from the ground up. Well, most teams reside in the middle and most teams turn over the rosters while they reside in the middle at some point. So I I thought an Andre Drummond trade would come because he's a backup center uh, whose contract's expiring this summer and probably could get bigger offers from another team at some point. And, you know, they're like relievers in baseball on bad teams. You just trade them at the trade deadline and the Bulls didn't even do that. So I thought there would be something minimal. So for him to stay was surprising to me. Alex Caruso obviously was the other big name that the Bulls set basically an astronomical price on in conversations with other teams in recent weeks. So Insofar as you break down every player, it's not surprising Caruso hasn't been traded. It's not surprising Zach Levine didn't get traded as he underwent right foot surgery today in another subplot of news. It's not surprising DeMar DeRozan's still here because they love him so much, even though he could have been a trade candidate. But when you look back and like you said, third trade deadline in a row, they did nothing. Uh, It's surprising that they just continue to wade in these middling waters at 24 and 27. So 
mildly surprising and you just shake your head and go like, where do they go from here? And when will they finally do something meaningful um, to change the trajectory of their franchise a little bit? Oh, that's such a great point. Like, When will they again do something meaningful? And it's like they've just been like stuck in the mud and that because they've done meaningful things for sure on Arturis Karnaschovas' watch with, with Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan and even giving the maximum to Zach Levine. But, I mean, all of that kind of stuff really has just seems like so long ago, and it is just stuck. He, he said – that this is that they want to stay competitive, Cody. Um, Arturis Karnaschovas also said that there are so many positive stories around this team. Do you think he believes what he is saying, or just, they just have not been able to figure out the pathway out of what they are currently in? I I think he exaggerated on there are so many positive stories because there's a positive story being Kobe White's Kobe White. really <laughs> strong development. Yeah. here in his in his fifth NBA season and stepped to the next level. Uh, some of the other stuff he cited was pretty much just hogwash, just citing leadership qualities of some people, citing a seven-game stretch for Patrick Williams or a 12-game stretch for him, citing the parity in the Eastern Conference, which I'm not really buying because there are a couple teams that are really good at the top and no one really cares about the parity from 6 to 11. That's not what parity uh, truly represents in the NBA. But if you're going back to like the point of competitiveness and how he hammered that point and you're asking me like, does he believe in that? Yes. Like I truly believe that. And it's interesting to me in the sense that people ask, does he truly believe in it or is he just enacting what the Reinsdorfs mm-hmm. might want, right? Mm-hmm. Like owners want playoff, extra playoff games, extra money. We've seen the Bulls be middling before. Um, the White Sox be middling before and then be okay with it in that sense. Well, that's true. I think AK truly believes in this too. Like this, he made clear, he emphasized roster decisions and the lack of action have been his choices. And if he had um, pivoted the Bulls toward more of a long-term outlook, even if it wasn't what we might call a rebuild, if he sold veterans for future pieces, they would have supported him. He said that in Mm -hmm. his press conference. But I think he comes from a Nuggets organization that had a ton of success. He certainly had success as a player. He had success in that second year, really, in Chicago, first year in which he'd made big moves, got a taste of it. I think he believes that. Like, If you think about this, man, if you go back to COVID year, the first year he was here in Chicago, he would sit in an empty arena, basically along the second or third row. And like, if you watched him some nights, he would get mad, like, the Bulls weren't very good that year. I think they were 31 and 41 in a 72 game. Uh-huh. And you could see that he cared about the results of those games. So I don't think this is something where he's coming here and he's competitive and people are acting like, does he really believe it? This is what AK wants to do. He's setting the course. He had a choice. And this is what he made, which is the fascinating aspect, because while it might be aligned with what ownership wants, it's been pretty adamant that he had the freedom to pivot in some regard if he'd wanted. And to me, not trading Drummond was a mistake, as we just mentioned, in my opinion. And hanging on to Caruso, while I understand he's the heart and soul of the team, also probably going to be a mistake, in my opinion, because he's he's at his peak value now. And the reason is because 
A team that acquired him could have two playoff pushes with him instead of one if the Bulls trade him next year. And he's healthy. This guy does get banged up, and he's currently healthy on trade deadline day. There's future risk there. And you would have been selling high on him. Woj reported it kind of suggested that they maybe could have got two first-round picks for him early in the day. He was saying that. That wasn't a, a lock, a done deal, but that's what people were discussing. Even if it wasn't two first-round picks, one first-round pick and a young player who could be in the rotation to me would have been fair value. The Bulls didn't learn their lesson from Zach Levine, did not sell high when they had a chance. They're oh, certainly man. not selling high on Alex Caruso because his value will probably only go down from here. So to me, those are the red flags for, for the Bulls. Uh, I mean, and I, I I do see a parallel and a, a between Reinsdorf teams where the whether it's just coincidence that their GMs seem to be stuck with the guys that they have yeah. <laughs> for all the you know, that core is still there, right? I Overvalue mean, their own talent, right? Yes, yes. I don't know why. I yes. don't know why. Yeah, and that's in your – and for people, I, I, I'm guilty. I have not read it, and I will read it. But I, the headline is awesome from one of your pieces on 670thescore.com. Karnas Chauvis and the Reinsdorfs are sadly a perfect match, some of which you have already – obviously been talking about and you can find Cody follow this man on Twitter at Cody Westerland and maybe this is the way Karnashovas likes being doing business as well maybe maybe it is a a perfect match but you got to believe that some of it sometimes is pleasing the bosses and nobody told him he had to do it but we all want to please the boss so sometimes I think that that's what these GMs for both of these teams get seduced into. Yeah, and I'm sure that when he was originally hired, he outlined a plan for, hey, this is how we can be successful within a couple years. And again, they achieved some measure of that success with their 40 win, 46 win season and, and advancing to the playoffs there in 21-22. I don't know that executives then pivot in those discussions and interviews to what happens to the next iteration, right? I don't know how far down the line they go. So to me, it feels like he's married to the original idea and won't get off it, even mm-hmm. as he's aware that the front or ownership would green light that. And again, it's it's not a case of the Bulls having to do a full rebuild. No one today was contending to trade Kobe White, to trade Patrick Williams, to trade Io Dosumu. Uh I don't think anyone was contending trade all of your top four or five veterans. Just do a few moves, get a new mix, see how it goes, see who proves something and give yourself a little bit more hope on the draft capital front or with different young players who maybe have a four or five year horizon with the organization rather than some of these veterans who in the case of Andre Drummond could be two more months on the team in the case of Caruso, maybe one more year and Jamar, they want to bring back. Obviously, I understand both points on that. If you got a good offer for him, I would have taken it. They don't want to. They love him. I understand why they love him because of his attitude. And Mm -hmm. I do think there is some wisdom in Demar is so easy to coach and so respectful of others and gets along with the team that when Billy Donovan and the front office, to whatever extent they want to have in this, give the give a push and nod toward let Kobe White have an even bigger role. I don't think DeMar is going to have a problem stepping back if he signs another contract 
with the Bulls. The reason he always has the ball in crunch time these days is because Billy Donovan draws up the plays like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the time. So in in that case, I see both sides. But to me, it's it's not an all or nothing thing with all these veterans or none of these veterans. And AK picked uh, all these guys matter. Everyone's crucial. Like if the Bulls want to accomplish what they want to accomplish this year and win in the play-in tournament to get to the traditional bracket, they need those 12 minutes with Andre Drummond off the bench. I'm not contending that he's not helpful. He could win a play-in game for the Bulls with 14 good minutes if he puts up 12 points and 12 rebounds. I'm just contending the value to the organization is more down the line for a player like that if they got a second-round pick and just took a swing on someone. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hugely, absolutely, no doubt. Um, and I agree with a lot of what you said. And I, it just makes me think, too, and I'm going to move on from this point, but DeMar DeRozan is just such a great NBA citizen and yeah. teammate and all of that kind of stuff. So, like, and, you know, and I want to go through a couple of bullet points here and just kind of pick up from there one of the things that our, our tourist said was we're going to make adjustments at the end of the year. And you kind of you know, laid it out a little bit too with, will they do a new deal with DeMar DeRozan? But I think he, I think he means that when he says that, like, like we're, we're all disappointed that no blockbuster move was made right now, but it doesn't sound like any blockbuster moves are going to be made at the end of the season either. Or am I wrong? No, you nailed it because, look, let's go through probably the most four important players on the roster. DeMar looks like he'll resign and come back. Nothing different there. Zach Levine's going to be hurt for the next four or six months after this right foot surgery. Going to be really hard to trade him in July, more likely during the season next year. Alex Caruso, they just held on to. If they were going to trade him in the summer, they might as well have traded him today for a little bit more value with the longer deal on the new team. And then looking at it too, oh, Vooch obviously um, mm-hmm. is in the first year of a three-year deal and no one's interested whatsoever in his services right now. So um, it seems like it's going to be the same makeup next year. And they've really punted this down the road once again. Now they can still make trades um, maybe that are a little bit more minor. So the roster can have a different look, a few free agents, obviously, but it's just, it's hard to see when you have a golden opportunity like this to turn it around a little bit and then see some of the hurdles that might come in the summer or the momentum from the decisions of today. It's hard to see it changing significantly. Last thing is Zach Levine. What's going on with him and how does that just a relationship they're going to have to repair and just wipe away this year? I don't think they have to repair the relationship because both sides agree 
that he needs to be moved to a new destination. I think they just have to tolerate the relationship until the sides find a willing trade partner um, for the Bulls. And it's hard to see that trade partner emerging in July when Zach hasn't played a game since his foot huh. surgery. And his trade value, if it was nothing a couple of weeks ago when we didn't even know the news of the foot surgery yet, uh, it's only going to be lower, you would think. And the Bulls were already having a hard time getting off that contract um, and just getting even like one asset of value back in any deal. Um, it was tracking, as many have reported, like Casey Johnson, um, Woj reported that it was kind of tracking toward a potential salary dump if the Bulls were going to make a move there. And obviously they don't want to do that. They do want to get value back for him. But it's it's a state of tolerance, right? Like the sides are going to have to get along. And I don't – AK can claim today that they have a great relationship with Zach in clutch, but I don't think it's a great relationship. It's going to end at some point but we might have to put up with a couple awkward months of basketball and continual arranged marriage at the start of next year. Um, but health wise, certainly you hope for the best for Zach. And it sounds like they, they think this foot surgery is going to address that. Um, it'll just be four to six months of recovery. And it'll be really interesting to see what the team looks like at training camp at the start of next year. You need to get yourself more Cody Westerland. You can follow him on Twitter at Cody Westerland, L-U-N-D at the end of the name. He is the editor for 670thescore.com, also covers the Bulls as well. Cody, man, thank you so much for being on. It's always great talking Bulls with you, my friend. I, I appreciate that. Um, there's rumor that you had a joke that your best guess of all time was also your worst being Chris Emma. So <laughs> yeah. now now you're going to have to actually have power rankings. That oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This is I didn't even think about that. That was such a big deal for Chris Emma, my only guest ever on the show. So we'll have to see what the results are. We'll get the feedback and we'll see if we could ever do this again, man. Yeah, you uh, anytime. Give me a buzz. I appreciate it. Right, thanks, Cody. See you, buddy. Uh, thank you to Cody Westerland, who, as you can hear, gives terrific insight on the Chicago Bulls at Cody Westerland score. Uh, that is it for today. We will continue to talk about the Bulls, the Bears, Cubs, White Sox, because that's what we do right here on uh, the Daily Score. Bears, thank you for Ray Diaz as well. I am Mark Rohde. We'll talk to you later. Bye.